0: Welcome to the Dev Ready Podcast, where we're helping non-techs build better tech. Today, we're lucky enough to be joined by Terry Wilson. Terry is from Chat Matrix, and we're talking all about sales and what even chat might mean within your SaaS business or a technology product that you're looking to sell from online. Terry, thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks, Andrew. Pleasure to be here.
0: I really appreciate it. Just um, let's... Dig a little bit in. I always like to know a little bit of background about who um, our guests are and what their background is and then how they got into what they're doing now. So, Terry, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background.
1: Well, from a from a career perspective, I started uh, started my journey as a bean counter. I was not a qualified accountant. I don't tell too many people that, actually. <laughs> Four <laughs> uh, reasons that we
0: all know, but yeah. that's
1: okay. <laughs> well, Look, I, I pretty quickly realized that to... Shift into the direction that I wanted to, which was the longer term. Longer term was executive management. I had okay. to get some experience in sales and marketing. So, mm-hmm. after a very short uh, three or four years in accounting, uh, moved over into sales roles, and then through yes. business management roles, firstly in large private companies, um, mm-hmm. and then through acquisition, um, I, I ended up with 25 years service in uh, in you know, corporate executive. Uh, management roles, um, mm-hmm. culminating in you know, leading up to a thousand people in a, in a billion dollar business. Oh well. Um, okay. so, and what drove me to to be interested in in you know a complete change? That was the steel industry, and you know I'm now in the technology industry. The jump really came about from my wife when we moved to Melbourne uh, decided to set up a business, and it- part of that was a website. Um, so she, um, we were introduced to a guy, a web guy. <laughs> really, we a didn't know guy. anybody. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We were introduced to a web guy, and that and uh-huh. that guy ended up doing our website. And okay. a couple of months in, um, he there was this little box appear on the side of the website. So up till then, my wife was getting one or two inquiries a month through the website. Yes. Um, and a couple of months in, this box appeared, and this. Box popped up and a lady said, "Oh, hi! I'm here to help you." And I'm thinking, I'm a bit of a control freak, and I'm like, "Mm, "Hang on, have we been hacked? What's this?" (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) um, And she explained that she was uh, our online uh, chat support person, and how Uh could she help? And and so that was the beginning and my first exposure, really, to live chat. Uh A couple of months. Uh, down the track and you know my attention it really had my attention my wife's business had gone from getting one or two inquiries Mm -hmm. uh, a month Uh, to getting two to three inquiries every day oh wow significant um, increase there it was phenomenal yeah. actually and and so look long story short got to know the web guy uh-huh. a bit better and and yes. uh, you know over a couple of years mm. um, the next couple of years long story short we've ended up sort of giving up our day jobs and mm-hmm. and jumping into this full-time we've done done some testing across different verticals and so forth but okay it was um the the results in that initial stages were probably what got me hooked
0: yeah, interesting. So you're basically now in partnership with your web guy? Is that, I think is that the structure you're in? It is, it is. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. co-founders effectively.
0: No, Very, very good. So um, now that's managing a chat service for anyone pretty much that's um, predominantly in SaaS. Is that where you're targeting?
1: So we do. The first couple of years, we did a lot of research and tested mm-hmm. it across Virtually everything to everybody to see where the demand was, where the easy okay. conversion were. You know, the mm-hmm. the aim was always to niche, but I had that uh, FOMO fear of missing out, so we mm-hmm. didn't want to niche too early. <laughs> yes, um, but the reality was that you know, the, from a SaaS perspective, those guys are technically capable in terms of understanding about technology. They're generally yes. open to outsourcing. Mm-hmm. And they're generally spending a bucket load of money on advertising or SEO to get traffic to their website, which mm. is their whole purpose of the website is for conversions. Yeah,
0: yeah. okay. So, and then it's obviously direct selling online. How, the, how does it work? So, if I come to um, Chat Matrix, we put a little chat box in the bottom of our um, website, which is probably a SAP product. Um, and then basically, your team takes over the conversation. How do you structure it? And what, what have you found that works within that?
1: The, where it works the best is where our clients treat us uh-huh. as part of their team. Okay. And mm-hmm. so we adopt the sales processes of our clients for each website that we're on. Okay. Okay. Um, and so, the, with with my experience and and you know with a broad experience across a, a range of verticals, there are tips and hints that we're able to provide to improve mm-hmm. conversions. And there's certainly mm-hmm. things we can do within the chat itself to improve conversions. But from a sales yes. process, um, we effectively adopt our clients now. There's been a couple of clients that haven't really had a sales process at all, so what do you do for them? (laughs) Well, we've written it from start to finish, effectively. Okay. 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 Um, You know, they're they're new kids on the block. They're not really understanding, um, you know, the whole sales funnel. Mm. They've started a web. They've got a product. They've started a website, and they're Mm -hmm. you know throwing buckets of money at PPC. But they're just not converting at the other end. So. Yes. So
0: they're paying all this money, and then everyone's laying on their website, and nothing's actually selling. Exactly. Exactly. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, and you know the the real the real um, uh, I think point that people miss when it comes to websites is that uh-huh. by the time somebody you're talking to somebody if they've you know um, booked a demo with you or, or they've called or they've filled in your contact form, you know they're they're already 70 percent through the the buying making process. It's not like the old days where someone would ring a rep and say, Hey, I need to learn about this product in your in your industry. Mm. And that's what live chat does. It lets you get so much earlier, okay. in that conversation. So okay. while people are doing the research, and you know, I call them the, the silent majority. That's the ninety percent of uh, website traffic that never engages with you in any way, shape, or form. Mm. Um, it gives mm-hmm. you an opportunity to chat, chat, and have a conversation and influence those guys. In terms of
0: um, influencing those guys, how do you approach those conversations? So if um Predominantly we we're talking to on techs building tech and they're probably looking at from perspective of they're thinking about technology or they're currently building technology and you mentioned this, that they haven't even thought about what live chat might be or even a sales funnel. How would you advise people like that as to go about structuring a sales funnel uh, within their products and within their SaaS product?
1: Look. There there are a number of different sales funnels that you can use and it depends on the audience and where you're looking at attracting uh, your potential clients from, okay. um, whether it's going to be a social media approach, whether it's mm-hmm. going to be SEO, whether mm-hmm. you're going to be doing paid advertising. Um, but the starting point is always fishing with fishing where your fish are. Um, so mm-hmm. you need to be have a good understanding of where your potential clients um, are in terms of what are they looking at? What are they reading? What are they absorbing? Where where do they research? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's always got to be your starting point in terms of um, the beginning point of your funnel. As far as marketing is concerned, yes, you know there's a there's a whole piece of um, work that's got to be done in terms of ideal client profiles, um, understanding how they behave, what your niche is, etc. Um, before you can even really start to talk about sales. Um, but if you want, if you if you jump quickly and, and make some assumptions, and then go to something like social media or or um, pay per click advertising, you have to have a landing page that's very aligned with the messaging that you've been giving, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that you've been delivering. Okay. Um, and then, as far as the conversation from there, it all comes down to your call uh, call to actions and mm-hmm. the objectives of your website. Whether you're looking for people to download a white paper or, yes. or book a demo. Okay,
2: so then the person on the chat has to be aligned in that same messaging as well when they're communicating.
1: Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's one of the one of the very important um, components of live chat because the live chat person is effectively the very first exposure or experience that the website visitor has of your business. Mm. There's an expectation that's set there. Um, there's been a couple of times where we've had to. Um, actually back off and shut down because the leads that started to come through, because they have such a quick response on the website, Mm -hmm. there's an expectation that they'll get a quick response the next trading day of the business. Once they're open, they expect to get a phone call within you know, the first, first hour,
0: effectively. You're setting expectations through okay. chat. Interesting.
1: Okay. Absolutely. Mm. And we can manage that to a certain extent mm-hmm. um, you know, by saying when you can expect that call. Um, okay. But it does set a high expectations in terms of service levels for, for the website visitors.
2: Yeah, And then the business has to fill that as well. Correct,
0: correct. So you mentioned a little bit there around um, landing pages. Now, in your experience, what have you found that works um, from a landing page perspective? Just a, just a blanket approach, what are some of the things that people should be considering from a landing page? Is it white paper downloads? Is it demos? What works in this area?
1: Look, the the big, the big, the most important thing on a landing page is to make sure that the information on that landing page yes. is about the product of your product. So it's about how the product of it's your product, that. So it's it's your your how your product mm-hmm. solves your client's problems. Okay, um, and so it's really the outcome that you deliver. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. It, it, there's the benefits, I guess, if you want to put it in sales terminology. It's you know, not you the features. The it's of not product.
0: our product Absolutely. does this. Our product does yeah. that. It's more yeah. about the customer themselves. Correct, okay.
1: correct. I mean, look, there's plenty of time to talk about features and, and once yes. you've got somebody's attention and interest, then there can be a further conversation about features and that can happen pretty quickly depending on the, sale, pretty quickly depending uh-huh. on the sales cycle. Um, but the first thing that needs got to be about them and what their benefit is from, from having your product.
0: Okay. So all about them. So mm. that you mentioned might be a download piece of information could be a, a demo, could be anything. Where does how does the chat come in? How do you approach it from a chat perspective? If they land on a page, what do you do? Do you just say, Hello, we need some help, or how can I help you? What's your general first conversation with the customer from a chat perspective?
1: So so in the very early stages of putting chat on the website mm-hmm. That's, that's the first um, simple response uh, or simple um, greeting, quite frankly, is, hi, yes. how can we help you? Thanks uh-huh. for visiting us today. How can we help you? Mm-hmm. Um, best practice that we've found is that that should happen very quickly after somebody arrives on the website to alert okay. them that the function is available on the website, Yes, mm-hmm. um, but then not again. They know once they've you've popped up, once they're there, don't be annoying and don't keep popping up again and again. <laughs> yep, so think of it um, like a
0: retail store where someone comes in and say hello and then you let them go around and have a look. Is that what yeah, you, you need to do? Yes,
1: no,
2: nope. <laughs> I'll find you when I need Exactly, exactly.
1: Okay. Yep. There's um, further to that point, you know, I might just mention. You mentioned bots before.
0: Yeah, I was going to go down there and just compare like, a bot to an actual person. And Does anyone actually know the difference these days?
1: Oh, look, they certainly do. We're, we're finding more and more, uh, and in terms of percentages, it's mm-hmm. about 25% of everyone that engages with us these days is actually asking whether we're a bot or a real person.
0: Oh, they actually ask in the chat themselves. Correct. Okay. Yep. One of the first questions that gets <laughs> well, asked, you know, is this yeah.
1: a real person or is this a bot? Um, uh-huh. And it's quite a positive response when they find out that it is a real person. Yep. Which is indicating to me that mm-hmm. people are uh, not necessarily looking looking on the sites that we look after. You know, I yes. really don't want to talk to talk to bots. And uh-huh. it's interesting; bots have a place. There's no doubt about that. Mm. But they're not a good place to start a high-value conversation, mm-hmm. and okay. so if you've got a product which is going to be subscription-based or high-value one-off sale, um, you know, my recommendation is that you you don't go for a bot. Even you know, put the live chat on there yourself and man it yourself to get the insights that you can. Um, yeah, that's interesting but, okay. insight. Yeah.
0: Mm.
2: Because uh, you're still part of the sales funnel, then rather yes. than the automated steps that come
0: out of a bot. <laughs> yeah,
1: they just well the. The biggest challenge with a bot is mm-hmm. that you're taking people down a path. Now, he, you, know, you use the example of walking into a store, walking into, think about the last major purchase. So let's not think about a pair of jeans. Mm-hmm. Think about the last major purchase you had. You walk into a car yard. Did they come up to you and say, uh, hi, are you interested in sales or service? <laughs> um, and can you just give me your email address? What's your first name, last name? What company are you working for? How many employees do you have? Okay, yes. just a moment. I'll put you through to a real person. Um, there's no you know, filter now, there. Yeah. there. There are a few, I've seen, mm-hmm. um, I've seen a few reasonable bots, Okay. but in high, for high value conversations, uh, they're really not at a stage yet to be able to engage in a meaningful two-way Conversation. Yeah, they're, but, they're bots, very bots
2: scripted. Yeah, they are. They yeah. only take you down a prescribed path, and if the yep. customer has to deviate, then they have to get, I oh, will contact you later or push you to a person. So <laughs> that's probably where the it fails in that scenario.
1: Correct, correct. And look, there, there's a trick. There's a real trick to um, programming bots if you've got your heart set on a bot or if perhaps your product is at a lower value and you don't deem it worthwhile yourself to man the chat. Mm-hmm. My suggestion is to um, have the chat manned one way or another, whether you do it yourself or outsource it, okay. for a period of time mm-hmm. until you've gathered enough conversation that covers, say, eighty percent of the of the questions that are that are being asked. And you'll find then if you use that information to program your bot, rather than what most people do, they sit down and guess with their marketing what the marketing and their say Mm. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. I okay. try and take people down a path instead of having, you know, a proper FAQ that allows people to ask a question and then have the bot give a relevant answer.
0: We have these questions these internally all the time. Um, someone says, "Let's put an FAQ page together." Yeah, and then we start thinking, all right, what do customers ask us?" I think that's a very <laughs> valid point that you've raised there in terms of, um, yeah, even if you're not considering using a man bot long term, it's great to establish what. New customers, or people that are actually looking or are actually asking, because sometimes we can assume, um, and by querying some people we might get, all right, this is some answer questions that might ask, but then we get the off the cuff things that we don't even think about.
1: Correct, correct, Uh, and it the one of the one of the insights or the real gold mines in (laughs) having live chat are those conversations that don't convert.
0: Uh, Don't convert. Don't Mm -hmm. convert. Why do you say that?
1: Because that's where you find out why people aren't buying from you Mm -hmm. and the insights you can gain there range from features that you don't have, functionality that you don't have through to your marketing campaigns attracting the wrong type of audience, people that aren't looking for your product, that Mm -hmm. there's a misalignment from your marketing campaigns to your landing pages or to your actual product. Yes. Okay. we've We've had a client that in the um non-converting transcripts of the conversation uh-huh. went back to their digital marketing agency and were able to go through and completely refine their keyword campaigns such that they were able to reduce their marketing budget by or their advertising budget by fifty percent on those campaigns. Which pays for the probably man bot I would imagine. <laughs> well, and <laughs> oh, and, and and the rest. Yeah. The ROI was over a thousand percent. Oh wow so okay. it um that re- reduction in budget uh-huh. And increase conversions at the other end. The, yeah, the ROI was was crazy. I don't go, I don't quote ROI too often because yes. um, it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But the reality is, if 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 you put if you have a website that is converting at say let's say one point five percent, if you put a twenty four seven um, well-managed live chat and yes. that's someone that's conversing and that's familiar with your sales process, mm-hmm. you should expect to at least double the conversion from that website.
0: Well, that obviously reduces your marketing budget by half. That explains it. Yep.
1: It will reduce mm-hmm. your marketing budget mm-hmm. and everything else then along the line. So mm-hmm. your cost of, cost of acquisition mm-hmm. is reduced, um, dramatically. Okay. Um, a good way to look at live chat is actually think about if if um, so. I know we're talking to an audience of, of potentially early stage startups. It can be early stage, you,
0: but they could be already have a product, so it's just really dependent. So, um, yeah, so it can be early stage.
1: So I'm thinking in terms of the scale of their sales force. So, mm-hmm. what what live chat does allow you to do is effectively have a SDR team or team member working on your website and qualifying those inquiries and and demo bookings Mm -hmm. without you actually having to pick the phone up Mm. and get in touch with someone that's filled in your contact uh, Contact us form. Uh Um, that qualification's all done and booked into, or I should be booking into a calendar. I, one one tip I'd give anybody on the landing page is if it's book a demo with us, don't make it a contact form. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, book a calendar. Yeah, you should be booking into a calendar. Yeah, that makes
0: perfect
2: days. sense. Okay. is cal- a great little thing yep. to do that easily. We use that sure is. a little yep, bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. we use
1: that. Yeah, it's, um, it's great.
0: So in terms of um, how big do you need to be to do this? If you were considering... Would you start straight away with live chat? Is that what you'd recommend? You're a couple man show, built a product, or you've got a hundred people. How when would you start with live chat on your website?
1: So our vision is that every website in the world will have live chat. Okay. And and quite frankly, if I was starting a business tomorrow, mm-hmm. um, and I had um, even an MVP, yes, that. I wanted to test, I would put live live chat on the page, If you if you make the slightest investment or effort yes. in marketing or sales, mm-hmm. which is promoting your product, creating some type of awareness yes. where someone might come to your website, wouldn't you want every opportunity to make sure that you're maximizing the potential conversions from that site? And so I would say from the very first, second a website is live. Mm-hmm. Is the time to put live chat on there, and the benefits uh, aside from the conversions, whoever's doing the live chat, whether it's outsourced or doing it yourself, you're learning through those customer conversations. You're staying close, and you're hearing the the real voice of the customer, right, right from the very, you know, concept or or, um, you know inception days of that website, and and from the early days of the traffic coming through. So. As I said, insights about the product, insights about your marketing campaigns, and opportunities for conversions. Quite frankly, so mm-hmm. I would uh, I would say it should be should be just a part of your standard kit when you when you build a website. It's okay.
0: not not um, on on every website. I've started to it pop up a little bit more now on certain websites, and I think. Um Do you recommend people that are just selling product online? Could it be service based businesses? Do you think every, you mentioned everybody has a live chat, so treat it like a a retail store that people are coming to. This is the the way of the parallel I'm drawing it to.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) So it's, and, and it's, if you think about the reasons why a particular website visitor is a business visitor they're yes. visiting your business there's mm-hmm. something that you've done somewhere that's attracted them whether it's through mm-hmm. advertising or some messaging you've sent out and um, if you were to stand at behind the counter in your business and just let people walk in and out the front door <laughs> you're not going to have a That's real what real you're business. doing when you <laughs> and that's what you're, you're doing when you don't real have real anyone business. on on <laughs> a website um that's so the there's um,
2: lessons from the physical um, Translate That's directly the... into the virtual storefront, effectively. Yeah. They
0: do. Mm. they do. That's interesting thinking in the way you've you, you all have put it together in your mind as to what a website should be. And I like the saying, as a website visitor, as a business visitor, they are coming to check out your business in one form or another, and mm. we to get there, we've invested in something to get them there. So, um, and then we're raining on them to make an action. Um, and we're waiting on the text on our website to make a sale. That's very different, the way you think about this.
1: Hmm. I look at it as, your website is another is a silent salesperson, effectively, that's mm. how I look at it, okay. it's simple. If, if your objective of your website is to sell your product or sell a service within your business, mm-hmm. it's a silent salesperson. Why not give it a voice and give it the ability to engage and actually influence those potential clients' decision making a lot earlier than yes. having to wait for them to get in touch with you? Mm-hmm. In whichever way you've chosen. Now,
0: Terry, some questions I've got around um, chat and chatbots and live chat, whichever way you look at it. How much engagement do you actually get from website visitors that actually want to engage with live chat? Are you seeing micro amounts, large amounts? Where does it where does it sort of land on average?
1: Uh, that is an excellent question, and I the one that I often get asked. And mm-hmm. the reality is, it's it's one of those questions that's like, uh-huh. how long's a piece of string? Yeah, it get depends. That. Uh-huh. It depends, and so our our results so far we're seeing engagements vary from one point eight percent. I mm-hmm. think is about the lowest engagement level we've got on a site. That's a pretty big site. Okay. Um, through to seventeen point five percent. What's a
0: very um, big variance? Why do you see such a big difference? Uh,
1: there's a couple of things. So it depends mm-hmm. on the de- demographics of the audience. Okay. Um, and whether or not they're used to using chat type services, okay. uh, it depends on the quality of the audience. Mm-hmm. So quality of the website visitors. If you've mm-hmm. got your um, marketing and, and advertising tuned right in, so that you're bringing highly interested people to your website, yes, um, there's a high level of engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, and if your if the website's very large and there's a wide range of offers, mm-hmm. um, people people may do a lot of research before they even want to have a conversation in terms of asking the asking the first question. Okay. Conversely, we find on some sites that have an enormous amount of information, the first thing they'll do will come and have a chat rather than try and dig through to find. The information, so it varies, and and they're the two main reasons: um, mm-hmm. demographics and quality of, of traffic. Okay. Um, so you mentioned
0: mm-hmm. there, if you've got more information, you might get more engagement on your live chat. Is that what you said there? Uh, again, okay. it, it, it varies. That's yep. driven by the demographics. Okay. So,
1: if if we're <laughs> if we're on a website that say is high level professional people, yes. educational, um, doctors, uh-huh. um, professors, university, yes. Um, you'll find that they are more likely to research themselves Mm -hmm. through the plethora of information on a website rather than engage directly in the chat immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, However, if we're on a website that is offering um, educational courses, for instance, to um, potential students whether they be international or local um, they're engaging quite quickly with the chat rather than spend the time of looking around if they can converse with somebody they'll have a chat and the younger demographic seem to be much more um engaging um quickly okay than the- so they're
0: habit to have a chat basically used to texting on their phone
1: uh, so it's a similar thing really Correct. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's just like having a chat with, it's part of their normal communication process. Okay. Now, and so one, one the, I guess the last stat is that we've seen an increase in those engagement numbers. And I know it varies a little bit because across the verticals, but mm-hmm. generally across the business now, we see a 25%, almost a consistent 25% increase in engagement year on year for the last four years.
0: You're in Leah for the last four years. That's engagement with the chat, live chat itself across Correct. everything. Yeah. So it is becoming, yeah. people are starting to lean into it and actually use it a lot more and engage with it interesting so you're, right. you're expecting that continuous growth so um that's why you mentioned the more live chat we have in our websites maybe the more opportunity to convert if you can, can actually have a conversation with 70 that's obviously max that you had there um, hmm. that's a nice target and that's a lot of people that probably might just come to your site and leave it too um in terms of when you're chatting, uh, we just it's just to help. Are we just looking to help them, um, guide them in the right direction, or are we actually looking to book them into something, get them onto a demo, some call to action? What are we attempting to do there?
1: Uh, so it depends on what the client's objectives are for the website. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and with us, our focus is on, on lead generation and conversion. Yes. So. 99% of our clients uh-huh. are looking for a sales outcome. Okay. Um, so it's not just downloading a white paper. Yes. It's capturing, on on the simple end, it's capturing contact details uh-huh. um, for a callback. Yeah. <clears throat> on on our preferred end and, and where we're switching virtually all of our clients to now uh-huh. is through to booked calendar uh, appointments okay. confirmed uh-huh. uh, that are sales qualified. And by that, I mean uh-huh. you know a, a conversation... Uh, we have a process um, that's aligned with the client sales process yes. but even within even within in our conversations mm-hmm. it's you know the old um, attention interest desire action uh-huh. the old sales AIDA if you if for those that know that Glenn Gary Co um, it's it's really is true if you get somebody's interest in the very first, you get their attention in the first um, uh, case with the chat popping up yes. then to get their interest your first question is, how can we help you? Uh But then as you're helping them and answering their questions, you also start to then ask some qualifying questions yourself. And as the rapport builds in that backwards and forwards communication, or conversation, Mm because it is a conversation, you're you're, um, building rapport on the basis of finding things that uh, understanding what their pain points are, mentioning how your service might fit those, mm-hmm. um, but not, not doing too much of, of the full-blown selling to get it to a point where they don't need any more information. Um, the whole endeavor is to get them to a point to understand that there's credibility in this organization. It looks like it will solve their problems and they want to then take it to the next step of either it might be a trial um, a pilot or full, you know, conversation mm-hmm. to progress to a to a um, a purchase or or a conversion, but our our conversations are very. Um they have a purpose. The objective is always to take them to the outcome objective of the website, which, as I said, for most of our clients these days, is a is a booked demo, a, booked demo. a sales qualified book okay. demo. Yeah. yeah so okay. understanding mm-hmm. how many employees they've, it might be how many employees they've got, mm-hmm. um, where they are in, are in their decision making process, what timings involved, and so forth. Mm-hmm. I won't say bant. Some clients want ban. Some don't. Some believe in it. Some don't. But um, you know, it's uh, it's we, we align with the client's process. Uh-huh. But always make sure ourselves that there's that steps of rapport building, being helpful and supportive, and also getting um, making sure that the mm-hmm. the demonstrations that we book through are actually with well sales qualified people. So and our clients need to tell us what what they require from a from a qualification perspective. Yeah, so
0: it's a lead generation component of the business. It's qualifying people to make sure they're actually. Um, once you get to demo, obviously your conversions would be a lot higher, I would imagine, rather than just having a little um, box to say, book a demo, uh, because mm-hmm. at least you know if they're qualified or not. Um, so there's, there's some clear value there. Once... I know this is hard stats, but um, just some vague numbers again. Once you book them into demos, do you find an uplift on those in terms of um, conversion um, as a result of the qualification in the early stages through chat?
1: So. Indicatively and I I can only give the information that our clients give us yes. and we don't get all of that information uh-huh. obviously. Um but my sense is that if they're in a low conversion percentage, mm. say in somewhere between twenty to thirty percent, yes, um, it will generally double. Okay, well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you end up with a with a twofold impact. You uh-huh. you get a double of conversion rate from the website. Yes. But you also get a doubling of those leads to sales conversion rate, and so that's where the ROI is uh-huh. just ridiculous.
0: Yeah, that is huge. All right, so mm-hmm. there's a great way to differentiate. Are you finding, um, in terms of the the number of your clients that you work with, the number of SaaS products and people selling a are shifting towards live chat, or do you still think this is pretty new and raw within across um, websites these days?
1: Look, it's. It's in the SaaS world. Uh-huh. Um, there's there's more and more adoption, Okay. Um, most definitely. You know, yep. I've watched it in the last four years. Mm-hmm. I can't um, quote any exact statistics yes. on this, but I certainly have seen that four years ago, you know, we would do uh, research of potential clients mm-hmm. and, and, you know, it might be say 5%. Now it's probably closer to 50%. Okay.
0: So it has been right. a big okay. shift. All right. And if you're yeah, not yeah, doing it, probably you're doing yourself a disservice based on the data. Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Look, the other statistic mm-hmm. is that, you know, five years ago, most SaaS companies had 2.7 competitors. <laughs> you know. Yeah. To, oh, sorry, so 2.5 uh, competitors. Uh-huh. I mean, today, it's 9.7. Yeah, it's
0: close to 10. Yeah, yeah. it is huge. Yes. So, and in some categories you know, it, and verticals, it could be hundreds. It's ridiculous. Um, absolutely. to play in that absolutely. space. But yeah, there's just yep. so much yep. competition in certain areas.
1: And so, if there's anything that uh-huh. your competitors are doing to help with their conversions mm. that you're not, then you know you're behind the eight ball before you even start. Yeah, correct.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bit of information here around looking at chat, what that could actually mean to your business, and how that can actually help. And I think um, there's got a bit of value if you're going to start and do this. So, have you have you found it jumping into service based, or is that really still? Uh, early, is it still maybe that 5% of businesses doing it in the service category, or is it just um, people that can sell online and make it a bit easier and book conversions, that's great, and is that why you're targeting SaaS? Um, And what have you seen from the service perspective?
1: Um, The service perspective, so businesses um, that are offering services and need appointments Mm -hmm. booked, Um, you know, we've got a couple of quite large um, clients that have Uh 130 uh, clinics around the country, for instance. Okay. Um, they those guys, um, they effectively use it as an online receptionist, mm-hmm. because again, the bookings are done directly into the booking system. Okay, makes sense. Uh, it mm-hmm. reduces the work and effort in in uh, in business. Mm. And actually, just while we talk about reducing the work in 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 business, one of our clients, it's. Um, small in terms of resources, what I'm what I'm going to talk about here, but it just indicates, I think, the benefit of having a live chat. We kicked off with those guys, and they had three salespeople. Okay. And and they were booking uh, demos through a contact form. Mm-hmm. So effectively, their salespeople then had to get on the phone, send emails, book into a calendar, and then go through and run the demo. Well, I had a conversation with those guys last week. And they have now one salesperson. Okay. And and they are using um, using they're viewing us, so they've always viewed us as part of their team. Yes. Mm-hmm. But we've we're now effectively doing the sales dev work for them. Okay. And so all of that work that they were doing in terms mm-hmm. of qualifying the customer, trying to get in touch, mm. because they use their website is one hundred percent of their lead gen. Oh, so it's one hundred percent. And so they've mm-hmm. dropped two salespeople out, mm. and they've now got their one salesperson who was in the past helping with booking the meetings, now is just back-to-back demos. And they're they're converting it at uh, around 60% with their
0: demos. 60%, wow. Okay. So they're able to reduce the amount of workload. It's obviously, that's the booking, it's the lead, it's the converting, it's the qualifying. It takes time, especially when you're in that, and that's not really a sales effort. That's more of a lead generation type. So I think um, if you can separate the two and think about them differently. that might be a way you could actually just outsource some of this work, or potentially make it a different role within your business if you want to do it yourself.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you know the reality mm-hmm. is, you're already paying to get the traffic to your website. Yes. It's a sunk cost. Mm-hmm. So if it's bouncing away to one of your competitors mm-hmm. and they're yeah. converting it, <laughs> uh, you know every uh, every effort really is uh, is what you should be should be looking for. But you asked me a question about the service. So the mm-hmm. service industries. Um, the conversation is a little bit different uh, okay. in that it's people aligning a, a service rather than a product. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of you know personal services, it might be or, or medical health services, yes. mm-hmm. um, but the process is pretty similar. Okay. You know they've got a problem, they want to know if it can be solved, and they want to know if there's availability to solve it, yes. and and you know how long that might take. Mm. So that's that's their inquiries, and then and then on the front end, it's it's um, you know from a qualification perspective it's around their expectations or level of commitment that they'll make etc so you know that that sales process or sales conversation it's slightly different uh-huh. but it still effectively has the same steps to book somebody through to an appointment yeah it's appointment setting right
0: that's exactly yeah. what it is so yeah. I could, we obviously mentioned that yes you would recommend if someone sets up a website basically put a chat on or a live chat on it operate it yourself to begin with potentially at what point could you engage someone else to do this for you what level of traffic do you generally need on a site where does it sit for you to make it viable for someone to say okay maybe we want to outsource this and um, just look after the sales for example in that business that basically has now one sales person instead of three
1: well, look i think that's the first decision, actually, mm-hmm. when you're going to put live chat on your website. Yes. Whether you, your first decision is, do, is this something that I want to develop into a core uh-huh. competency? Is this something that we want to do ourselves, mm-hmm. or is this something that we want to outsource? Okay. Um, pay for performance, uh, pay for performance basis with outsourcing means that mm-hmm. you know you're not paying for value that you're not getting. Yes. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And so there, there will be. Um, you asked me about the minimums. The minimums are interesting. Um, mm-hmm. For us, we've got clients that are in the startup space yes. that um, I'm quite open with. If they have intention in the next 12 months to increase their um, marketing and they've got funding so uh-huh. that we can see that their traffic's going to ramp up, I'll start with zero with those guys. Zero traffic and you'll support. start with, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and and there's some of those mm-hmm. guys that, you know, as I said, I've helped them mm-hmm. with their sales process mm-hmm. from the beginning. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, but ideally, the more traffic you have, then obviously you know the more uh, conversions you're going to get. So I mean, we've got we've got clients that are up around the two hundred to two hundred and fifty thousand visitors a month, just depending but on some large visitors, um, large sites, what um, bl- yeah. marketing they're doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. they're big, big, big businesses, businesses. You know, blue chip. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. we've got a couple of you know ASX two hundred <laughs> businesses, Nasdaq, Nasdaq um, listed businesses okay. in in our portfolio. Okay. And, and the beauty of what we do is that there's um, the process that we follow in terms of engagement to get to um, a, an outcome is the same. However, the individualization for each client is aligned to their own processes. Okay. And it's interesting, it's interesting that, that in some instances, It needs to be aligned
0: to their processes, really, because everyone's a little bit different. They've got their own flavor. They want to sell to a different... Oh, they've got a niche. They've got a different market. They want to communicate differently. How do you... I know this is um, probably more about your business, but how do you generally manage that part of it? If you've got, for example, um, a startup that has zero leads to begin with and they're starting out, Maybe they're going to get a live chat conversation once, twice a day. What do you do there? How do you manage that process when you're comparing against 200,000, 300,000 um, actual visits? How do you manage your team to actually answer these questions and be on top of what that business does, what that business does well, and how best to communicate?
1: So we treat the small clients no different to <laughs> the larger clients from our perspective in terms of setting up and preparedness. Okay. Um, so, we need to go through and understand their processes, their messaging, mm-hmm. their clients, the potential website visitors. Okay. Um, and we'll go through then and train our team, uh, we'll load it into our platform. Okay. And and once we're up and running, I mean, look, I guess <laughs> taking a step back, when we first started this business, my whole perception was that you know the technology is where the big investment is going to yes. be. Yes. Mm. Man, was I wrong. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> You know, it, it it is all about the people, and yes. and you know, we yeah. we. It's never
0: really team. about the technology. It's a tool. It's that's what gets you to the point of conversation to add value. But still, you're managing a business. Um, you're
2: yeah, managing yeah. a set of dynamic yeah. sales. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Effectively. yeah. Effectively. Yeah. You have to yeah. change the business they work on from conversation to conversation. Yeah.
1: And and exactly, and uh-huh. to build a structure uh-huh. that allows for the range of scale. Mm-hmm. And the range of segments and the range of products yes. and offerings, um, that was the biggest challenge. And mm-hmm. so that really is our IP now. Okay. I mean we've we've we we focus on the on the SaaS businesses, yes. but in SaaS world, you know, you're still talking about virtually every single vertical yeah, yeah. impacted by software. That's right. Um, and so the audience that we're talking to is we're talking on behalf of those SaaS customers. Uh-huh. So whatever their audience is, is who we're talking to. Mm-hmm. So the way we've been able to build the structure of the teams, uh-huh. the supervision, the training and development, the um, auditing from a continuous improvement process uh-huh. and the auditing from a quality assurance process um, has in, has ensured that we can deliver... Consistently across a wide range, Um, you know, it's so. It's a valid question. If you're having two conversations with website traffic in a month Uh compared to five hundred, you know, seven thousand conversations somewhere else, Uh um, it's the technology assists the team, Uh um, but the team are all have constant ongoing training. So, you know, it's fifteen percent of every shift is involved in training for our team. Okay every shift they're involved in training mm-hmm. and whether that's been new clients or so they're always tra- existing, training throughout
0: right? the process yeah interesting correct so you invest quite a lot in people like you said and it's never so you've obviously um, what i'm gathering is you've built your own tech to manage this is that correct or are you utilizing something
1: we yeah. do we do we're uh-huh. using a partial api with yeah. a, with another provider uh-huh. at the moment um but we've every year we're moving further and further away from that okay. and you know within the ne- next probably eight yes. months we'll um, be completely on Simply our own, your own, on our own tech as well. Yeah, yeah very but, cool. So, yeah. if anyone's uh, but, in
0: SaaS, at least you know what that experience is too—to build and manage your own product. So that's a that's a good alignment there too.
2: Um, so to help to help determine the viability for any people who are interested, viability for any people who are interested. What sort of pricing model is it? A per conversation basis?
1: Uh, no, for us, it's it's all about delivering value. Okay. So our our commercial model <laughs> is there's a a small setup fee at the beginning. Okay. Uh, which is a once-off, mm-hmm. uh, and then we charge on a per-conversion. Mm-hmm. So whatever the outcome is, you're looking for. If it's a, it's a if it's a book yes. demo, mm-hmm. um, then book demo to your uh-huh. qualification. That's what we charge. Okay, on. so if you've got
2: okay, so it's like a guarantee pretty that's much. Sad. Absolutely. If you no, do not get leads, then there's no charge.
1: Correct, yeah. correct. It's one of those things that uh, you know the mantra of low risk, low effort, high return. Yes. Uh, that's uh, that's that's what it looks oh, like. That sounds like a very
0: interesting business model. And um, for anyone out there that's building technology, that runs a SaaS product, that may be running a SaaS products, I think yeah, this conversation leads to the fact of, yeah, look at live chat as a sales component of your um, actual website. I think it's um, something that we all need to be aware of and how we're actually converting Mm -hmm. because in the end, um, it's never all about the technology and we all know that. It's just more in terms of once you get a piece of technology that you're selling to customers, uh, you need to iterate that technology, but then you need to understand the sales funnel, you need to understand your marketing funnels and how you're converting. I think Terry's alluded to that now we've got... um, 10 minimum competitors in any SaaS um, vertical. So there's a lot more competition. So this conversation leads to the fact of just have a look at live chat. Before we start yeah. wrapping
2: up, Terry, sorry. we um, mentioned earlier about trying to man your own chat bot or your own chat service first. Yes. So mm-hmm. you can try and get those insights. Maybe mm-hmm. just provide some tips on how someone can go about doing that before we wrap up. So at least that way someone's got some information to then start collecting that information and then come to you with whatever insights they can get out of it.
1: Okay, um, <clears throat> there's, I can talk about, um, so there's two components to the conversation. There's do-it-yourself software options, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which there's some free options, and then there's some not-so-free options, <laughs> um, and and look, so, I mean, did you want me to just start and, and answer that question effectively? Yeah, if you just, yeah, so i way sure.
2: wait for someone to start doing a live chat on their own site to help have that conversation starter.
1: Yeah. Look, if somebody's thinking about doing live chat on their own site, they've decided to do it yourself. There's plenty of do-it-yourself software options mm-hmm. available. Um, there's free options: uh, Chaport, Chatra, Pure Chat, Talk2, Userlike. Um, all offer a, a pretty solid free live chat software to get you up and running. Um, The features vary fairly dramatically, but my advice is always keep it simple. Don't try and get Mm -hmm. too complicated with it in the first instance. You know, there's this terminology going around about playbooks. Um, And so then over to the not-so-free options, you've got the likes of Drift, Zendex, Live Chat Inc., Mm -hmm. um, Olark, Intercom, uh, quite complex platforms. Uh, I mentioned playbooks. Yes. You know, these guys will talk a lot about the playbook, you know, your sales playbook and engagement playbook. You know, I've seen... uh, A large portion of our clients have actually come from failed setups of live chats where they just haven't been able to get it right in terms of building the playbook. So decide which way you want to go. My advice is always to keep it simple. Um, A couple of quick do's, make sure you do select the right team members to do it yourself. Mm -hmm. People will see it, some people will see it as as a welcome distraction others are an unwelcome distraction, yeah, so welcome to the extent yep. that gets them to do something else and unwelcome that they're- Just distracting. And so doing. either of those yeah. two, you don't get the right outcome, mm-hmm. you don't get um, you know nice flowy process-driven conversations leading to an outcome, mm-hmm. leading mm-hmm. to a conversion. Be proactive, um, make sure you do pop up and let people know you're there. Try and be available 24-7 and that, that's, that is difficult. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, 24 7 is can, difficult.
0: So, yeah, that's where it, de- yes. it depends on the structure uh-huh. of
1: your business and, and you know where you're at. Uh-huh. But, but do try and be 24 7. So, yep. we've got 51% of our leads coming and conversions now coming from after hours conversations, okay. and it's coming yep. from about a third of the traffic.
0: Well, wow, okay. interesting. Okay, okay. Not so there's an it. interesting yeah. stat. We could cover most of that time, Andrew, yeah. the way we <laughs> Yeah, no, and I found it that yeah. that's yeah. interesting. Some people
2: go to bed late. Some people go to bed very early. There's just yeah. a small overlap in the middle yeah, of the correct. night when no one's <laughs> up.
1: <laughs> and and remember, live chat uh-huh. is. Make sure you do explore yes. what's important to the customer. Mm-hmm. Discover their needs. Mm-hmm. Go through and qualify them properly, okay. and convert them to paying customers. Mm-hmm. Because you can do that. It's a sales conversation. Mm-hmm. And make sure you read the non-converting transcripts. I've mentioned that before. Now, if you're doing yep. it yourself, obviously you're involved in all those conversations, yes. but if it's a staff member doing it rather than yourself, mm-hmm. um, don't just watch the leads that come through, although they are the exciting, uh, that's the exciting bits. Yep. Um, some don'ts, don't be annoying. Don't have that chat box keep popping up and say, we're here, we're here, I want to talk to you. you know, you'll see somebody moving around your website and it's, why aren't they talking to me? It's, yep. uh, don't, don't be annoying. Um, ask before giving. It's the example I gave before is when you start a conversation, you're going to say, "Hi, what's your email address?" It's like yeah, uh, have a conversation, give some information. You know, if you're going to ask, ask a question about how you can help mm-hmm. and and understand what they're looking for and give them stuff before they'll start to, uh, before okay. starting, to ask them for information. Don't do a pre-chat survey. Um, a pre-chat survey is another obstacle. In the sales process, um, we didn't talk about obstacles, but you know, form fills. Every extra piece, of field of information that you're asking for in a form fill is a blocker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so is a pre-chat survey. And your aim is to talk to as many people that you possibly can on your website. Those pre-chat yeah. surveys that ask com- information um, don't do that. Don't use the leave a message overnight. Um, it's actually it has a very negative impact. The research has been done about two years ago that shows. Uh, 43% of website visitors, when they see that message, what they hear is um, you effectively saying to the website visitor, we want to chat with you, but we want to chat with you when we want to chat with you, not when you need us. Oh, that's when you
0: hit a website yeah, and it basically, really yeah, ready. you're not there, they're they're not, available. not available. Yeah, yeah so that's right. Not
2: available. Do these services allow you to hide the chat when you're offline so then it's just not there? Yes, so most do. A better approach.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Turn it off. Most, most okay. do. Um, don't use a chatbot please don't use a chatbot <laughs> not in the first instance yeah, yeah. Uh, unless your, <laughs> <laughs> unless your uh, offering is at such low value uh-huh. um, uh, or it's just super basic technical stuff like I I've, I've can't remember my how do I reset my password yes. uh, you know where do I put my email address etc you know if it's just basic technical stuff mm-hmm. uh, or super technical stuff at the other end where you want to download the user manual for a Cisco router and have it in, a bot talk to an engineer um, but, mm-hmm. you know, bot's not a good way to have a high-value conversation. Uh, and don't set and forget the chat. I mean, it's really something that you should be reviewing the conversations, reviewing your conversion rates, reviewing the non-converting um, transcripts, and use it as a tool. Understand, you might be able to adjust your products, you might be able to adjust your, your marketing campaigns. So. I think
0: that's a big takeaway for me. It's like um, if you are having even more conversations with potentially even warm leads um, on, a, on a website that may have found a website just because of some marketing. Um, there's a lot of value to be learned there. And I think that's a great takeaway for people to look at and because you can shift your marketing from it. So some interesting yeah. um, stats that you alluded to earlier in the conversation. And some yeah, big yeah. gains that can be mm-hmm. had from doing Correct. that.
1: And very mm-hmm. early on, you can find out whether there's certain pieces of your marketing mm-hmm. that's performing quite well for yes. you. Yes. Um, you can find out. I mean, analytics, Google Analytics, obviously, will show you a, a certain extent, but that's time, and there's also some guesswork. Yeah, it doesn't in that. really like tell you who they are, though.
0: So it might no, be bringing that's... the wrong person to you, um, and <laughs> you don't know right. that. They might land there, and there mm-hmm. might be boun- your bounce rate will tell you a little bit about that, but you still got no definition of why they came. Um, yes, they might have read something, but yeah, why were they attracted? Um, I think that's mm-hmm. there's some clear value in that
2: yeah mm. excellent
0: oh, yep, Perfect, perfect so um, in terms of finding some more information about you um, and chat Matrix, how can people reach out and um, tell your website is?
1: Uh, so the website is chatmetrics.com. Yes and so that's the english version, dot com. chat matrix i said matrix didn't i just then yes <laughs> yeah, that's that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh look we're, we're there we are yes. there 24 yep. 7. you can experience uh-huh. us uh, any any day of the Perfect. week uh, at any time of mm-hmm. the day um, other than that, look, feel free to send me an email directly at Terry at ChatMetrics.com. Yep, perfect, terry. And uh, look, mm-hmm. e- even if you're thinking about doing your own thing, I'd be more than happy to help mm-hmm. and uh, help help you help you get it set up on the way. Well, thanks, Terry. I appreciate you joining oh. us today,
2: and um, yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for that and the great insights out of that.
1: No, it's been excellent. Thanks very much, guys. Appreciate the time. Thank
2: you.